Welcome to the Source Wheel Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me as we explore spirituality and the many ways we humans experience and express it. I am your host, Charles Royston. In this episode, I simply hit record. And while I had an idea of what I wanted to talk about, I just let it go wherever it went. And that became the theme of the episode. And that's what I'll choose to title this episode um, is just stepping aside for being. I like that title. And so I hope you enjoy. There'll be a bonus meditation that I'll record and add that'll be uploaded along with this. As I close my eyes, I'm saying to the world, not now. Something is more important than all the demands on my attention outside of me. I'm saying, not now for you, world. Right now, something's important here inside of me. I'm important. What's going on inside of me is important. And I'm taking a break to honor that, to take care of myself, to self-care. We hear a lot about self-care and what in fact is self-care is very different for everyone. And yet there's an element to it that allows us to tune within and attend to whatever's going on in the self. And so that's the theme of it. And for me, I like self-care now that I know what it is. I didn't like self-care when it was something that was about taking care of my externals, you know, having my nails done or have a massage is good, but having a massage is nice, but it doesn't do something for the intangible, the infinite self, the capital else self. It might for you, but for me, it doesn't. Um, and so I wanted to know what self-care was at a, at a level that made sense to me. And for me, meditation does great for me. Um, walks in the park do great for me. Um, being silent in lots of ways is what's needed for me. What I do for a living is talk. And so for me, the silence is a balancing. And so I like to sit in silence for my meditation when I did my Vipassana retreat. Um, I didn't know that I could do it. I didn't know that I could sit for 100 hours in silence. The requirement is, is that I sit in silence for 10 hours of meditation every day for 10 days. And this is in between uh, guided meditations. And this is in between, you know, Dharma talks that there's no conversation and you're staying in a bed alone, you're eating alone or no, you're eating with others, but you're staying to your own. You're not, you're invited to avoid 
any conversation, even nonverbal conversation. And they call this the noble silence. And so practicing this noble silence, one of the tenets of the Vipassana way was easy for me after about four days of wrestling with that itch to do something. The compulsivity in my doing was fierce. And why they asked us to do this was to, to, to set aside doing and make way for being. And that was transformational for me, um, as, as, as many things in my life have been, but the theme for me was about allowing being to be more important than doing. And that has been a central theme to my work. And that is so related to spirituality because in the same way, putting aside doing, which to me is religion and the specific structures and dogmas and doctrines of religion is a way to make space for being. And so what I wanted to kind of riff on in this episode is this idea of there was a time before there was concepts of God that other people could teach us. There was a time when all there was, was breathing, surviving, and then doing it all over again marked by a period of sleep, a period of darkness, a period where we'd close our eyes and go somewhere else. We didn't have a sense of what we did when we dreamed. And now in the modern era, we have all the science that tells us what happens. We have all the science and history and philosophy that explain everything. And so what I think the downside of explanation is, is that it takes away the mystery. And for me, the greatest gift of spirituality is that feeling of awe being in the presence of the great mystery, the mysterium tremendum as it's been called. And so I wanted to riff on that. Uh, I even want to record a meditation. Um, that's a guided meditation. Um, and so I'll include that as a bonus episode, but I wanted to just also talk about where do we find it? You know, where do we find this sense of mystery? Do we see it when we scroll through and watch a video that somebody posted? Maybe, sometimes. But is it enough? Does it engage the self in you? Or is there something about comparative culture? This other piece that I find might be problematic is this idea that we've so separated from our connectivity to others that when we watch a video that gives us that momentary awe, we think it's just them over there being amazing. We don't connect it to this greater part of ourselves, this greater part of the collective consciousness, the greater part of the capital S self that is also in us. Um, I heard a phrase from a coach once that said, if you can see it, you can be it. And now I use that phrase as well. Um, and in my curricular design as a professor, I create pieces of the curriculum where students have to take down leaders off of a pedestal. In fact, that they're marked off on their grade if they don't do that. Um, I remember assigning a group leadership project where students were supposed to distinguish the essence of greatness in that person such that everybody in the audience could get it could see themselves in it, 
And one way to fail doing that is to keep putting this person on a pedestal and keep listing all the great, great, great accomplishments that they've done. And no offense to Bono, not like he'd be ever listening to my podcast, but they chose Bono from U2 and they spent their 30 minutes, just one student after another, piling up his accomplishments. He's not just a musician, he's a philanthropist. He does these amazing things, just boom, 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 boom. And in my ontology, in my experience of being as a audience member, I felt further and further and further away from my power. I felt defeated. I felt like I was forced to compare myself against this amazing human being. And then I felt like there was nothing I could do to ever compete. And I couldn't live five lifetimes and be as cool as Bono. And so I gave them that critique. I said, you failed at your project because the goal was to distinguish and give out the essence of this great leader, this person whose greatness is not their own. This person whose greatness is just over there, their version of it. But this greatness points to the greatness in all of us, this sense of we can all be the Bono wherever we are. We can all be the Gandhi wherever we are. We can be the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. wherever we are. We can be, and I'm embracing that I'm the Dalai Lama for people that will never have access to the Dalai Lama because I'm that for them. I'm the person who stands in and speaks from transcendence of the suffering. And, and that's an amazing thing. And I don't feel like it's coming from some sort of arrogant place. It's coming from the place that all of us can do that. All of us can find the, the people whom inspire us and bring us awe. And then we can be that same awe source, awe resource for others in our lives, people who don't have that. Or we can help them find the places where they feel awe and then help them see it within themselves. I know that for many of my students, um, they look up to me and I role model some things that they like. And they often think that it's just because of me and that I'm special and that I'm unique. And I am, but I've done things to get this way. And these things that I've done to get the way I am now are things anyone can do. And so I want to keep taking myself off the pedestal, taking my great admired leaders off the pedestal, and not by taking them down in a way of finding that they're flawed, fraudulent imposters because that doesn't help, but just finding that they're also human, that they took whatever circumstances they had and then they turned them into something. They transcended, they rose above. And so for each of us, so let's say for you and your life, what is your civil rights movement? You know, where is the struggle over there where you are? And then can you be the way that Gandhi was about that? 